So what is up everybody? This is Spaz Baby and I'm here for another podcast episode, season 4, episode 11. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in whenever I upload a podcast you listen to it. Um, I am going to discuss today about missing Rudy Farius that was recently found. The whole story is insane. I am really shocked that the mother hasn't been charged with lying and claiming that her son was missing. Two hundred pounds, brown eye color, male, Hispanic, complexion fair. Houston PD was the um, police department that's handling it. Complexion fair. Houston PD was the um, police department that's handling it. So he was 17 years old. Rudolph Rudy Farias was last seen near Tidwell and Park Drive around 6.30 p.m. on Friday, March 6, 2015. He was wearing blue jeans, black t-shirt, gray cotton gloves, and brown shoes. At the time, Rudy went missing. He was walking his two dogs. The dogs have been found, but Rudy was still missing. Rudy has an injured right leg and walks with a slight limp. Rudy suffers from depression, PTSD, and anxiety. He has attempted suicide in the past. It is possible he is disoriented as he has not been taking his medication. Rudy is also asthmatic, but is not in possession of his inhaler. According to his mother, he's very wary around strangers. And if you have seen Rooney or have any information about his missing, about him being missing, you know they wanted you to call the Houston Police Department. That is really sad. So this is what it's saying what um, we need to know. Houston police during a news conference on Thursday said they were deceived for years with uh, about a man who was reported missing in 2015 when he was a teenager. Rudolph Rudy Furious, 25, turned up outside a Houston church last week. He received treatment at a hospital. Police on Thursday said it appears Farias returned home the day after he was reported missing. Officers made contact with him several occasions while he was listed as missing, but he and his mother provided them with false names. Neither Farias nor his mother are facing charges, and an investigation is ongoing, however. During a press conference Thursday that yielded few answers, Houston police said that he was never truly missing and in fact returned home the day after he apparently ran away. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner said the officers made contact with Farias on multiple occasions while he was listed as missing but that he and his mother deceived them by providing false names which I just read that up above. However as it stands neither Farias nor his mother Janie Santana are facing false report charges and the investigation is ongoing. Um, his mother in a statement said he was mostly nonverbal and would only say a few words before going into fetal position. 
Farias was reported missing after he was out walking his dogs. Detectives spoke with Farias and Tantana on Wednesday. After an investigator talked with him yesterday, it was discovered that Rudy returned home the following day on March 8, 2015. They said during a news conference, the mother, Janie, continued to deceive police by remaining adamant that Rudy was still missing. After Ferris was reported missing, Houston police in Texas search a civilian search and recovery team looked for him without success, although his dogs were later found. In the years following, there were several possible sightings of Ferris, according to a private investigator hired by her team's mother a few months after he went missing. They included one sighting in 2018 that police responded to, but the investigation remained open as a missing person case. In recent days, there have been rumors based on claims made by an activist who said he overheard a police interview that Furious may have been sexually abused by his mother. However, police repeatedly said that when he was interviewed, Furious said he was not, it was not the case. Farius is currently at home with his mother, police said. So they let him go home with his mom. Wow. Fiener declined Thursday to answer questions about the mental health of Farius or his mother and would not say what motivated their actions. He said police are right at the beginning of their investigation into what happened. Police also said patrol officers responded to a burglary call Wednesday night at the family's home and that is now part of their investigation. Let me see what this says on Twitter. Good. All right. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, we're here to uh, discuss the... Uh, missing person investigation of uh, Rudy Farias. Um, but before I do that, um, I want to address um, our dash cam um, news that's, that's been in the news um, starting uh, two weeks ago. And I'm going to do that really, really quickly. And then I'm going to bring up uh, Lieutenant Zamora from the missing persons unit. Uh, he'll provide some detail on the investigation. And also, uh, Commander Garcia will come in and translate for us. So, um, a few weeks ago, um, there were a report that we only had 20, I'm sorry, only 15% of our vehicles were equipped with body-worn cameras, with uh, dash cams, I meant to say. Um, that didn't take into account that we don't equip uh, cameras, dash cams, on investigative vehicles. So let me give you just a quick breakdown on the actual numbers. We have about 3,200 um, vehicles on our fleet used for various um, duties. 1,400 of those vehicles are equipped with lights and sirens, our traditional patrol cars. 1,800 of those are investigative uh, vehicles um, and undercover vehicles. Of that on that. So the Sorry, actual numbers, my router. we have 579 vehicles out of the four, uh, 1,400 vehicles um, are equipped with, by, uh, with dash cams. Um, the mayor has agreed to um, 
devote additional $2 million, um, and that will um, outfit an additional 143 vehicles. So um, we're not at 100%, like I said uh, when I did that interview, but we're definitely moving in that right direction. Um, so I want to thank the mayor again for uh, stepping in uh, with that funding. Last thing I want to say about that, and we'll bring up the uh, lieutenant. Um, during my administration, which has been a little bit over two years, we've equipped 355 vehicles. That's probably 60% uh, or so of our fleet right now. So uh, we do believe in transparency, and definitely as the chief of police, I believe in transparency. So anything that we can do uh, to move that in that direction. But I'm going to bring the investigator up, and we'll hold up, Mario. Uh, I'm going to bring the investigator up, and we're going to we're going to entertain all questions at the end about about the uh, uh, dash cams and also this invest in investigation. So we'll, we'll entertain everything at the end. Come on. Thank you, Chief. Thank you. All right. Good morning. I'm Lieutenant Zamora with the Homicide Division Missing Persons Unit. To my left, I have Detective Sergeant. Jimenez, Detective Brian Ford, and Detective Elena Claiborne. Today we're discussing facts related to 25-year-old Rudy Farias, who was reported missing on March 7, 2015. He was 17 years old when his mother reported him missing. During the eight-year time frame where he was missing, investigators followed up on many tips, leads, collected evidence provide, proving that Rudy was not missing during the eight-year period. Many of these facts included contacts and statements with relatives, friends, neighbors, and medical professionals. Rudy was recently identified as having previous HPD interactions, meaning that he made contact with, with patrol officers on, out on the street. However, during these contacts, fictitious names and date of births were given, misleading the officers, and Rudy would remain missing. In fact, both Janie, Rudy's mother, and Rudy himself gave fictitious names while interacting with various patrol officers. After investigators talked with him yesterday, it was discovered that Rudy returned home the following day on March 8th, 2015. The mother, Janie, continued to deceive police by remaining adamant that Rudy was still missing. She alleged her nephew was the person friends and family were seeing coming and going. However, we disputed that. Currently, the DA has declined any charges at this time for making fictitious reports and failure to ID. Uh, investigators have reached out to Adult Protective Services. HPD Victim Services has reached out. We've also connected Rudy with victim services to ensure that he has a method to recover. Now, based on Rudy's interview, there were no reports of sexual abuse reported. Um, if there is a disclosure made, we will continue to investigate. Currently, the investigation is active and there are new leads coming in. We'll continue to follow those leads. We do take all allegations seriously, and any new information or facts that we receive will be investigated. Thank you, Lieutenant. One question at a time, please. Oh, do no. not yell them out. Thank I'm going to let him translate, then we're going to do it. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Thank you, Lieutenant. Buenos días y gracias a todos por estar aquí. Antes de hablar sobre el caso involucrando a la persona uh, desaparecida, Rudy Farías, vamos a hablar un poquito sobre un asunto que ha aparecido en las noticias que es referente a las cámaras montadas en el tablero de los vehículos policíacos. Uh, queremos avisarles que de todos los vehículos que tenemos en nuestra flota, no todos necesitan una cámara montada. Muchos vehículos son usados en investigaciones, no hacen paros de detención de, de tráfico y esos no necesitan cámaras montadas. También uh, si son vehículos que van a ir a asuntos comunitarios, esos vehículos no necesitan cámaras montadas. Lo que sí podemos decirles es que de los que sí necesitan cámaras montadas, el 50% de nuestros vehículos tienen esas cámaras y estamos... Uh, trabajando con el alcalde que nos ha dado dos millones de dólares para ponerle las cámaras al resto de nuestros vehículos. Aproximadamente 143 vehículos van a ser, uh, se les va a agregar esa cámara montada y esperamos acabar con el resto de la flota con, cuando haya fondos necesarios. Uh, ahora, referente al caso de Rudy Farías, queremos... Uh, Voy a hablar un poco sobre lo que dijo el teniente de esta investigación. Uh, en, en el 2015 se reportó a este individuo como una persona desaparecida. En ese momento tenía 17 años de edad. La investigación que han conducido los detectives nos indica de que esta persona en realidad no estaba desaparecida, que hubo contactos con la policía durante estos ocho años. Desafortunadamente, cuando hubo contacto con la policía, este individuo dio otro, dio otro nombre, un nombre ficticio, y por eso nunca se pudo en nuestros archivos de que esta persona que había sido reportada desaparecida había tenido contacto con la policía. Entonces, uh, va, van a contestar sus preguntas en este momento nada más quiero decirles de que cualquier necesidad que tenga Rudy se le va a dar. Si necesita ayuda de nuestros, nuestras divisiones de asistencia a víctimas, se les va a proporcionar. ¿Okay? No se les ha dado ninguna, uh, el, el procurador, la, la oficina del procurador no ha aceptado ningún cargo en este momento. Gracias. We heard from activist Quinnell X, and he made some shocking allegations that he was in the room with a detective, and he heard from Rudy firsthand. He said that there were sexual abuse allegations and that he was drugged by his mother. From what you just said today, are you saying that the activist was lying? Basically, what we're saying is our investigation is our investigation, and we treat it the same. Uh, we're going to um, – our investigators were, were in the room, and basically, you know, uh, what, what they heard, And what they interviewed, that's what we attest to in our offense reports and our investigations. And I'm not here, neither are they here, to question anybody's integrity. But our integrity with the Houston Police Department stands, and, and, and uh, we're going to report and put in offense reports what a victim or a potential victim tells us. Okay? But just to be clear, in that room, the detective did not hear anything about sexual abuse allegations. Sure. Can you just clear that up? Yeah. Sergeant Stephan Menes. Uh, yes, I, I interviewed him, and no, uh, there was no 
you know, I'm trained to, to, to listen for probable cause. I'm trained to listen for uh, statements that can help me get charges or, or move for, for, forward with the case. And no, I, there was no statements made uh, during this investigation so far, no. Thank you. Next question. Go ahead, Maria. Wait a minute. Go ahead. I want to get a clarification on this, Chief, because yeah. there's a key word there. You said there was no reports of sexual abuse. Is that correct, sir, what you said? That is correct, coming from okay. Rudy Ferris. Was there any conversations about a sexual relationship between the mother and the son? So we don't release any type of information related to sexual assaults. That's, that's just state law. I okay. can't comment on that. Go ahead. Is Rudy a victim then in all of this, or did he cause, did he and his mother work together? I mean, he wasn't missing now. The, the investigation <laughs> is still going on accordingly, and uh, I'm not going to say that he's a victim or not. I, I'm thinking, you know, and, and, and saying we're going to treat this just as we do with any uh, potential victim or victim, and, and we're going to give uh, respect uh, to everybody that's, that's involved, and we're going to conduct our investigation. And uh, we're... We, kind of right at the beginning of it. Uh, this investigation is going to go on after this uh, press conference. What's that? Could we see any charges? If, if charges are, 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 are you know, appropriate, uh, they'll see, but let us conduct the investigation. Uh, and what's next, uh, Courtney, uh, just as any other investigation, we, we're going to follow our evidence. Uh, we're going to do more interviews and we're going to follow the evidence, and I think that's important. Go ahead. Uh, We're, we're not going to uh, say that right right now in any way. We're going to conduct an invest investigation. It's really too early to determine that. Um, there, there are going to be some uh, uh, more parts to the investigations, and, 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 you know, some of that may come into play, but right now. So just because there were some other allegations that he had been held prisoner, that he had been taken to Mexico, is there any indication that that was true, or was that like a delusion? Because that would have been kidnapping, right? We don't have any information to, to say that there's any kind of kidnapping or anything like that right now. Okay. As have any search warrants have been served at the house? Used to be, used to be. I think so. No search warrants. No, at the time he was reported missing eight years ago. I can tell that the police are being very vague about the investigation. No lawful means or probable cause to issue a search warrant for the residence, which was searched several times. We're going to work our way down, and we'll get back to you. Uh, go ahead. Yes. Um, on the dash cams, what's the timeline for installation for the wheels? There is no uh, permanent timeline. Um, as, as you can uh, imagine, there's a cost uh, to it, and, and there, there are some complications. And give you one just, just quick thing, a challenge. 200 of our vehicles are modeled 200, uh, two, 2014, um, are old. That's a challenge. Uh, I'm not, you know, when, when we're up against a financial budget like we are, um, you know, you, you got to pick and choose and you got to prioritize some, some things. So, um, but as quickly as funding comes in, uh, we're going to work to uh, get in all of our uh, patrol vehicles and those vehicles that come into contact. Um, Why is he talking about his patrol video vehicles? I realize one thing 100% of our officers that's out there on the streets have body-worn cameras on, 100%. And um, we know for a fact that if you would choose dash cams, I'd love to have both systems, okay, 100%. <clears throat> 
But once you get out that car where most things happen in an interaction hand-to-hand, um, I want that body-worn camera. But as we get funding in, and as I said, uh, the mayor. Uh, trying to say that they don't have the financial like means to be able to investigate this case? So is, is that what he's trying to say? Use that as an excuse? I'm this, I stay away from politics, okay? But the citizens in Houston, at some point in time, we're going to have to really face how we're going to fund, properly fund, public safety. Uh, well, I do agree with that. Okay, because you need better fire trucks, you need better equipment. We can't keep kicking that can down the street. We're going to have to talk about things of, of a revenue cap, but we'll leave it to the politicians. Next question. Go ahead. Um, so I, I heard you mention that there was no uh, need for a search warrant when he was reported missing years ago, but in between yesterday and the day that he was discovered, was anything searched? Was, was anybody questioned? Did anybody go by the house? Rudy and, and his mother were interviewed yesterday. Um, as far as anyone going to the house, it's, it's still active investigation, and we can't release details pertaining to that. Going so, quick clarity, uh, was he 17 at the time of, that he was missing? Yes, sir, that's yes. correct. So he's 25. He's 25 now. Yep. Go ahead, Mario. I'll get you all up. Quick Go ahead. clarity, was there a missing persons report filed by his mother at the very beginning? That was in March 7th, 2015. So, so if they find out that Rudy's been living with her the entire time, they can file charges on her for falsifying a report. Could the mother be detained for filing a missing persons report and never once informing HPD that he came home? Yes, she could be reported uh, or detained. That offense is a Class C misdemeanor, which is similar to uh, yeah, traffic citation. Right. Rudy Farias was found on Thursday. Your investigator spoke to him nearly a week later. Do you think it was a mistake not to speak to him sooner? You said yourself the DA has not accepted charges. That's a week where evidence could be destroyed. What's your response to that? So it's, it's procedure for the investigation to go through a channel. And when it reaches us, uh, we review it. There was no urgency to investigate a recovered or found person. And I say that because patrol officers made contact with him. They ensured that he was safe. They contacted HFD to make sure that he didn't need medical treatment. And he was cleared on scene by HFD. Uh, they refused. He refused transportation to the hospital. His mother took him to the hospital later on that what, evening. What the lieutenant said I think is important. Huh? You can't force uh, a potential victim of a missing person, okay, with nothing else uh, to come in and give a statement. So we, we, it takes time to try to work with people to get that statement. And, Chief, okay. I know you believe in transparency, and I just for the public. We're going to put this on the news and it's going to cause more questions because yesterday we hear from the activist who makes these shocking allegations and as a reporter who was there, I did see him myself go in and out of the room so it was clear that he had some sort of communication. Tran transparency doesn't come in front and, and, and maintaining the integrity of the investigation and that's that's where my transparency stops but uh, and, and I'm going to, this is the last question I'm going to ask about uh, the activist or anybody else. else. Um, you know, we're going to follow our investigation, and we treat it the same. Uh, everybody has a role in society, and we respect everybody, including our activists. But 
the integrity of the investigation is number one, and we're going to maintain it. Him okay? going inside that room, did that jeopardize See, that's another thing that I suspect so. is that ahead. they're wanting to no, where's the, where's, where's keep the integrity of the investigation. Yes, Rui is safe. Uh, he is with his mother by choice. Yeah. Right. Right. Hey, we're, we're going to get a few more. Mario right here, and then we're going to work our way down. Probably four more, and we're going to wrap. You used, the, you used the word a minute ago in describing Rudy as a victim. We know that he I said potential victim, and I want to be respectful on that. Yeah. He disappeared when he was a young man, a teenager. Okay? 17. 17 years old. Uh, there's been cases in the past where people have been brainwashed, where people have been told... You cannot, do, and they're being held against their will. For everyone that's going to be watching this worldwide, because this is a worldwide story. Yes, I agree with that. How do you not separate him until you guys are able to? Exactly, because what if his mom now goes out of her way and Mario, harms him? Been in business for a long time, I and I, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you answer that. Okay, we've explained uh, everything, um, some of the challenges and whatnot. Here's a fact: he's a grown man. 20, listen to what I'm saying. You want me to, want me to ask you? No, no, he was an adult, 17. Hold up, okay? Um, not confrontational. You know, I respect what everybody does, okay? Uh, but, but, 17 years old, that's an adult in, in the state of Texas, okay? Uh, a lot of things that we shared up here. So, uh, we're going to work our way through. Uh, it takes a little while. There's a lot of development still, even last night, okay? We, we, we know that. Everything's coming up. We're going to investigate it. The integrity is going to stay in place. We're going to treat him the same as any other person that comes through that we're conducting an investigation on. I'm done with that part. You Go said ahead, officers. Detective, what's the, this might be a better question for the Go ahead. Okay. Um, what's the reason then? What can you tell us about why Rudy and his mother then allegedly lied for eight years and said he was missing when he clearly wasn't? I can answer that though. I mean, yeah. the we, we can't predict motivation or whatnot. No, we can just try. Yeah. Right. Their yeah. That they said, Why go on living this life? But you know, doing the interview and the particulars of it, it's active investigation. Right. Uh, we we respect that. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Next question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, an 18 year investigation is We wasn't, we weren't just um, doing eight years total investigation, okay? So it, it went dormant for a little bit, but the case was still open, okay? And and, it's, and I want to say this, until we find people, uh, until we clear it, that, that's when it should be cleared. But uh, if your question is, they were, we expended some resources. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so um, you said that with the dashboard cameras, no, you just you prioritize it, okay? Um, it, it's it's uh, we're in a, a budget um, that there are challenges, okay? And, and what I presented, and, and I, we'll side note this, okay? Because it takes a little while to explain it. Um, when you have challenges, people look at a, a, a one billion dollar budget, okay? And everybody just, oh my God, HPD has a lot of money. 91, 92% of that goes to salary and benefits, so it's not a whole lot of money. Uh, we have to pay our people and we have to be uh, uh, competitive. Uh, the mayor just gave $7.2 million so we can get more cadets in. So there, there are a lot of challenges. What, and what I'm saying is 
this didn't happen just in the mayor's uh, uh, administration. Uh, for years, you, you need so much amount, $14 million, I, I always talk about that, uh, to, to properly uh, replace vehicles in our, in, our, in our fleet. But some years when things are just, you got a lot of stuff going on, okay? Uh, when you don't get that, it kicks it back and it makes it worse. We have an aging fleet, 50%, 50% of our vehicles, or a little bit more, are beyond the, the replacement life. And that's patrol vehicles, 100,000 miles, five years. Unmarked vehicles, 120,000 miles, seven years, okay? So we have a very aging fleet and a lot of other problems. So we will prioritize and we're going to get there where we need to. But I'll, I'll side state. Go ahead. It's time to clarify. So then, yes. Because I know you said it's an ongoing investigation, but can you say whether that they did give some sort of explanation as to why, why they did this? Or no. You can't say it all? No. You We're said not patrol say units anything. made contact. Let me get you, and then I'm going to get you. You're going to be the last one. Go ahead. So uh, I know that why were HP officers at the home this morning? And also, I know family members are concerned for Rudy's uh, safety. Uh, is there no concerns in as far as the investigators? You guys want to talk about that call for service? We, we can. It's a call for service. Yeah. Uh, there was a burglary report last night at the house. Uh, patrol responded, and uh, I, we were alerted because it was a house of, of, of note, and it's been part of the investigation, and that is also now part of our investigation, what happened last night. Mm -hmm. You said in the beginning of Thank this you. press conference that Rudy has made contact with patrol units at some point. Can you explain what that was, and does he face any charges for saying that he had false names. So it is a criminal offense to, to give false names when you're uh, detained, under arrest, or you're making a, a valid police report. There was an instance where he did that, him and his mother. At this time, though, the district attorney has declined to accept charges on that until our entire investigation has been completed. So you tried to charge him as well? It was The facts were presented to the district Good. attorney. Mario, we're going to end it, okay? Can Go you ahead. say what that contact was quickly, though, with him? You said patrol units. Was it like he was stopped in his car? Can you just well, tell I was us? Gonna, I was going to ask specifically, did HPD ever go to his home and with his mother and were any fictitious names given at home? HFD, I'm sorry, excuse me. Investigators did go out to the home multiple times. They talked to various family members, relatives, friends, neighbors, and yes, they were given a fictitious name. Um, so was there contact made with Rudy at his home? Let me, uh, let me, let me uh, close with this one thing, okay? Let me close with this, uh, Mario. Um, look, we've uh, been open as we can. It's not our first investigation, and everybody here understands what I'm saying about the integrity investigation. This is where we're going to end. We wanted to get up before uh, a lot because this has come as not only a local, uh, but a national, in some cases international, okay, because of everything that's going on. But um, it, it ends today, not our investigation, uh, but as we get more information and when it's appropriate, we'll send out information, okay. So I want to thank everybody. I want to thank you for your patience um, and, and uh, thank you all for what you do every day. Rudy's father, did you know Rudy's father? That's it. All right, thank you all. Did you know Rudy's father, Chief, by any chance, when you're on the department? So they are done. Um, wait, I, I want to go back. I want to close this out. So what they were talking about earlier, 
is that the community activist, Quanell X, um, he was in there while they were doing interviews. And um, he recently stood in front of a podium to let the public know some details that they believe police are not releasing. He's saying that he talked to the investigator that has been over this case for years. She told me things that she said she reported to HPD over the years and she wanted HPD to investigate the mother. She told them she thought the mother was involved, said Quanell X. They're covering up what they knew years ago. Oh, hold on. I accidentally clicked on something. Mm. They are covering up what they knew years ago and they didn't want to come out, said Rudy's cousin, Michelle Rodriguez. Let me see if I can find that. Um. Right. Rudy, watch that. Fox News even reported two hours ago that the bizarre case of missing Texas teen Rudy Farias takes new twists with latest accusations. I'm going to see what they say. I'm going to see if I can pull up the interview. Because that seems more important than reading a Fox News article. Ah, here we go. Houston community activist Quanell X, family members and neighbors stand in front of a podium to let the public in on details they believe police are not releasing. I talked with the investigator who worked on Rudy's case for years. She told me things that she said she reported to HPD over the years. And she wanted HPD to investigate the mother. She told them she thought the mother was involved. They're covering up what they knew years ago and they didn't want to come out. Michelle Rodriguez is the cousin to Rudy Farias and she alleges she has firsthand information on the abuse he has endured. Prior to Rudy's disappearance, his so-called disappearance, his mother had been seen by my late grandma of causing abuse to Rudy, sexually, physically, mentally. This did not just start when Rudy, when Janie reported Rudy missing. The district attorneys has declined to press charges for the fake reports and failure to identify. There were no reports of sexual abuse made by Rudy Farias. Janie needs to be brought in. Quanell X says the mother raised funds to look for her son only to take vacations in the place of searching for him. It's all going to come out. You can't hide. Nothing's going to be hidden anymore. So whatever you think you can't hide, good luck. It's coming out. This is still an active investigation, and according to investigators, new leads are coming in. All right. So, Farias' mother, Janie Santana, reported missing March 7, 2015, when he was 17. And we heard the officers say that the legal age is 17. So, it's going to be interesting 
um, how this all plays out because of the fact, like, I heard some of the relatives say that they felt that she may have um, got a financial gain from insurance money. If he was reported missing for three months, she would have access to it. So they said that they need to have it investigated to see if she got it. So you've been here with Rudy and his mother? For a few hours, yes. What are the conversations like? Uh, let me first apologize for my appearance. I received an emergency phone call to get over here for this meeting with the detectives. Rudy's mother and Rudy. And so I dropped everything I was doing and made it as fast as I possibly could. And uh, I spent about an hour and 20 minutes one-on-one -on -one with Rudy and with one of the detectives. I heard horrific things from that young man. And I did not want him to see me start shedding tears, but I couldn't hold back the tears because of the things he was saying to us, the detective and myself, no child, no child should ever be treated like that by your own mother. This young man said that when he initially ran away, he came back two days later and she told him that he had to hide, that he was going to get in trouble and they were going to arrest him for running away and that he had to continue hiding. And so she hid him out for a while, then brought him back to the house and hid him in the home. That's and horrible. Whenever the investigators would come, she would hide him in the house. And um, he kept saying, I don't want her to go to prison. I don't want her to get in trouble. I don't want her to go to jail. And so we asked him, why did you run away? And he said he just got tired of her not respecting his boundaries. And she said that he wanted his own life. And his exact word was, I was tired of living like a slave. She would take him to work with her. And he would do the required work she was supposed to do. That's horrible. And a lot of the responsibilities of her job was on him. And he went on to say that what troubled him the most was her crossing his personal space boundaries. He said that she would make him sleep in the bed with her. That's disgusting. She needs to go to jail. She made him play daddy. That's gross. How could you do that to your own child, your own flesh and blood that child? That he didn't like getting in the bed with him. That he would try to sneak out of the bed and sometime hide under the bed. But she told him he had to be her husband. That's horrible. That's a damn shame, man. A little boy. Said she was the one providing drugs to him for years. Hallucin hallucination drugs, mushrooms, etc. 
and that the reason why he was left, he was just tired of her crossing his boundaries when he would shower. She would come and pull the shower curtain back and stare at him and then she would make him bathe her with the soap. And he ran away. So heartbreaking. Because he was tired. It's a goddamn shame. Okay, I don't like the life. fact that he used the words name and bang, no. What doing to a child? What this woman did? Were you at all there when the mother was questioned? Yes. And what was her reaction? When yes. And she, I knew something was wrong with the story. When she was denied it. When he got, when, he went, when they found him, he had her credit card in his pocket. She just canceled that credit card two and a half years ago. So if he's been missing for eight years, how the hell he get your credit card in, your, in his pocket when they found him from two and a half years ago? And he said to us that she gave him that credit card so he could go and buy her certain but, things. But with the other allegations, what was her response to those allegations? She hadn't even heard them because we had to remove her from the room. But did she, so she hasn't been questioned about that. Can you describe her demeanor? Wow, so she hasn't even been questioned yet? Well, I wonder if she's been questioned she since this. Since this. He wouldn't say one word when she was in the room. But the minute she left the room and we were allowed to talk to a young man, he asked. He said, can I speak with Mr. X by myself? Can I talk to Quanell by myself? And the detective was like, well, can one of us stay in the room? And he was like, okay, but but I'll talk to him. When she left, he, when he first came here, he was holding on to her. He wouldn't talk to him. He wouldn't say one word to anybody. Like he was petrified. But the minute he got alone by himself, he slowly calmed down. And he slowly began to talk very coherently and specific details. This is a man in his mid-20s. People might wonder, why not run away from this situation? Why not get yourself out of it? Did he give you any explanation about that? I honestly believe, based on what he said to us, she was drugging the hell out of this kid. And she convinced him that he was in trouble for initially running away and that law enforcement wanted to arrest him and put him in jail for running away. She had convinced him that all type of agencies were looking for him to put him in jail. He was in plain sight. According to How can you mentally traumatize your own child he that would, severe? With her. Right. He, would take, he would stay at the job with her. None of the employees questioned about her taking him to work. I would have. I don't know, but it was a security type job. Interesting. How did he end up in the church? We still can't. He admit that he, that he had took mushrooms. Okay. And two weeks before this, a week of not even official, whole two weeks, her car was stolen. Okay. When her car was stolen, she didn't know how the car was stolen. But the keys were in the car. And mm -hmm. he stole the car. That's when he got to the accident. 
in the car. And it was him that got into the accident in that car. What was the story? I mean, this is eight years he was reported missing. What's the story that he's been... I spoke to neighbors who said um, he went by Dalt, but he never kind of told anyone she, what happened. What was his story? Because she had convinced him that he was in so much trouble for initially running away. And she gave this boy serious drugs. Wow. To, to where this boy needs... Well, they should have uh, did blood testing to determine if he had any drugs in his system while he was at the hospital. He was allowed to um, visit with some of the neighbors under an assumed name. She believed that after so many years, people had forgotten about the case and that under an assumed name and convinced him to use that name, nobody would put two and two together. But he never told any of the people that he was with what was happening? Never told anybody what was going on. And let me say this. That young man's body have scars all over it. Slice wounds from here, from literally his forearm to his wrist. All type of scars on this kid. And... He said that she often locked him in the room, that she would give him drugs and lock him in the room. And there's a whole lot of uh, mental health issues there, I believe, induced because of the drugs that this young man was well, giving. Well, at any point during this process today, did you see the mother detained by HPD? <sighs> They took her to another room and kept her there for a minute after he had confided with us what was said. I know they were on the phone with the DA's office and their superiors about this case, but I want everybody to know something. This young boy was not kidnapped by some strangers and he got away and they found him. That's not the case here. You know, this happened on Thursday and we're nearly a week later and investigators waited almost a week to speak to him hearing the story that you heard is it a concern that they waited this long to hear from him given the story that you were told it seems like he's had eight years of dealing with this and now another week i was shocked that they have not i am really shocked that they allowed him to go home with his mother search warrant on the home i was shocked by that and I said, don't you all think you need to get busy and execute a search warrant on that home? And the young man made it crystal clear to us that that's where he was, in the house. But he was living on this fake assumed name. You think you... police failed in this situation? Oh, big yes, the no police failed. Absolutely they did. Because there, was, there, was, there were several instances where calls were made about him to law enforcement. And they did not properly follow up and follow through based on the history of that address. Because she hadn't changed. I agree. I agree. If you got a lot of police calls and you're not investigating, that falls back on the police department. She did leave the house. And she left. She did leave the house. And she was trying to get away from the house. Yes. Why was she at this hotel? Uh, she said she felt that she was not safe going home because she had been receiving threats. What now is the police investigation over? Where are they? I can't say what's, at what state their investigation is. But what I can say 
it ain't no way in hell that woman shouldn't be locked up immediately. And that boy needs to go to the best drug rehab and best psychological mental health facility that we can find for him. He's a he also kid. needs to let the police investigate that kid thoroughly severely abused. And get the actual evidence needed to file charges on her. I couldn't go back in the press at that point. The police felt it was just best that she and I not speak. Hopefully it'll come because I was bitter. to the point in their investigation that they feel that they'll have enough aware. evidence to um, pursue charges against her. And tries to tell him, and she don't even know that was recorded. Tell him, tell him that you made it all up. That was just a lie. That was another thing that I was worried about. She's been mentally abusing him, physically and sexually. Um, who's to say that she won't threaten him and tell him to go and tell everybody that he lied to him? Force him to sleep in the bed with her. And he was forced to sleep at times in the beds with no clothes on was anything done? Yes. But I don't want to talk about the kissing and all of that stuff. And but he was telling you that there was some sort of sexual action that was happening between Let him and his... Let question. If your mother tongue kissing you in the bed with her naked, what the hell is that? I mean, damn, dude, would he, do we have to go that far? That's, that's, what, the, that's what happened. This is sick. L, this ain't normal. This is sick. 1L, if these allegations are true... I understand the position you're in. If they are true, how long before you think there's an arrest? Based on what I I give it about a week. Of the detective. If the allegations are true. She's not in handcuffs right but now. I am shocked that she's not in handcuffs now. But I give it about a week based on all, all, right all the things the officer said about them financially not able to fund the investigation pretty much. Let's see. So the mother is claiming he was kidnapped by human traffickers while she hid Texas man in home. What? I don't know if this is fake news. It's from Independent. From UK News. Let's see. I'll have to read over this because I don't know how accurate this news source is. So the mother once claimed that her son had been kidnapped by human traffickers while she was actually hiding him in her home, according to a private investigator. Brenda Paradise told the Independent she devoted hundreds of hours to finding Mr. Furious, but grew suspicious of his mother, Janie Santana. So, Rudy is now back at home with his mother, knowing that there is these allegations that are being said that she has done to Rudy. If the police were smart, they would have never um, allowed Rudy to go home with her. But, like they said, he is a grown man. He's 25, 
legal age limit in Texas is 17. So until they file charges on her, they legally cannot prevent him from going home with her, unfortunately, is how it's put. She continued to deceive the police over the course of eight years and was being adamant that Rudy was still missing. Zamora suggested police were skeptical that Frias was in fact missing. Over the years, investigators pursued various leads and tips and collected evidence proving that Rudy was not missing during the eight-year period. At times, other people saw Rudy, as Zamora indicated, but Santana alleged her nephew was the person friends and family were seeing coming and going, he said. However, we disputed that, Zamora added. Asked about whether Rudy might face charges, Zamora confirmed it was against the law to give officers a fake name when detained. Oh, maybe they're talking about her. I was, They said various, so... Let me see if they're talking about her or him. At this time, though, the district attorney has declined to accept charges on that until our entire best. Okay, I completely understand what's going on, okay? So, the prosecutors want them to fully invest the, investigate the case to see if there's more evidence to file additional charges against her is the way that I'm understanding it. Because after reading this, that's the way it makes it seems. Like, I understand that they want her arrested for falsifying aliases and falsifying a police report. But if there's additional charges that can be filed that are basically more severe, like felony-wise then they will pursue charges. I think that um, is basically what the prosecutor did was throw the case back at the police to fully investigate if there's more charges that can be filed. I'm not saying I'm accurate, but that's just my opinion. And I'm hoping that it does come down to it that they do file charges against her because that is disturbing to hear these allegations. The family of Rudy, who was reported missing as a teenager in 2015 and found alive in a church earlier this month, have made fresh allegations against his mother. The case took an unexpected turn on Thursday when Houston police revealed that Rudy Farias, now 25, was only gone for a day, but he and his mother maintained the ruse for eight years by using false names. Police made the revelation after allegations were made against Rudy's mother, Janie Santana. Quanell X, a community activist who was present when detectives spoke to Rudy on Wednesday, told reporters that Rudy said he had been held captive, drugged, and sexually abused by his mother. 
During a news conference on Thursday, police said no allegations of abuse had been reported by Farias. So, I wonder if they're not going to pursue any type of uh, charges in regards to these allegations because they're claiming that Rudy did not report these allegations. They said prosecutors did not file any charges against Santana and her son for making false reports and using false names, but the investigation is ongoing. Well, maybe they'll investigate these allegations and be able to find out that they're true. Other family members are saying that charges need to be filed against her as well. Um, Rudy's aunt, Pauline Sanchez Rodriguez, told reporters outside Houston Police Headquarters on Thursdays that she, she is a liar. Um, she says that she knows a lot of people in the police department and that's why her freaking A has been covered up. The fact that the Zamora is claiming that he's safe and that he decided to stay with his mother by choice does not necessarily mean that he's safe. Because now knowing that these allegations are coming forward, who's to say that she might not get upset and do something? She said her son was receiving the care he needs to overcome his trauma, but at this time he is nonverbal and not able to communicate with us. by the minute concerning that 25-year-old man found alive after he went missing eight years ago. And as those new details come in, there are many more questions we have about where he's been all these years. ABC 13's Brooke Taylor has been speaking with neighbors who are stunned to find out the man who they say lives on their street was ever a missing person in the first place. Yeah, these neighbors were just completely shocked because they never even knew that Rudy Farias was missing, let alone for eight years. They tell me that they knew him as Dolph, short for Rudolph. They told me they see him often, they text with him, they even hang out with him. Like, I'm confused right now. I'm like, what's going on? These neighbors are shocked after seeing reports that missing 25-year-old Rudy Farias was found after missing for eight long years. Court records reveal his mother lives a few houses down from them, and they tell us her son lives there and they hang out with him often. He used to come in my garage my and chill with my cousin, my son, my daughter. She's at work right now, but yeah, boy, ain't been missing since he was no. Both say they've spoken to him in the last five months and even text. 
Other neighbors say they've seen him living there for years. We were chilling, laughing, good time. Some days he'd go to the park and sit in the park around the corner by himself. Houston police say they got a call on Thursday about a man sleeping outside a church in Magnolia Park. He had something on him with a family member's identification, police say, and that's how they were able to contact his mom. Then Texas for the Missing tweeted out over the weekend that man was Rudy Farias, who had been missing since 2015 when he didn't return back from a walk with his dogs. His mother shared pictures with ABC 13 of her son at the hospital, telling us he was found with cuts and bruises and even cried to me over the phone, saying she believed her son had been kidnapped and hasn't seen him in years. His mother told officials at the time of his disappearance that he suffered from depression and PTSD since his brother died in a motorcycle accident in 2011, something these neighbors say he spoke about. He said he had a, lost a brother in a motorcycle accident. I know when you're thinking about his brother, he wouldn't come. He really wouldn't come hang out. He'd go sit back down in the back the woods by himself. And now they're trying to wrap their heads around why he or his mom would ever say he's been missing for the past eight years. And I just got off the phone with his mother just a few minutes ago, and I asked the mother about who the neighbors have been seeing, and she was insistent with me that the person they were seeing was her nephew. So she showed me a picture of her nephew. I showed that picture to the neighbors you just heard from, and they said, absolutely not. That is not the person they know as Dolph. So, so many questions here. I have reached out to Houston police to ask them about this because it's a holiday they're not in right now, but we do know that they are set to speak to him tomorrow. Of course, we are going to stay on top of this one. We're live in Northeast Houston. I'm Brooke Taylor, ABC 13 Eyewitness News. All right. Well, as of right now, that is all the news that has came out in regards to the missing case of Rudy. Okay. Pause that because that's a totally different um, video of another story. But I'm going to go ahead and end my stream and then um, I'm going to make sure I have my podcast uploaded on all my platforms later today. And I appreciate everybody that stopped by and I hope everybody has a good day.